Hey, are you guys ready for the Diablo show? I am 12 episodes guaranteed, maybe more after that, of the Diablo show on iTunes now or at frogpants.com slash Diablo. It's me, Scott Johnson, talking about, oh, I don't know, Diablo. Check it out now at frogpants.com slash Diablo. This is The Final Score, episode 156 for Friday, April 25th, 2014. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Final Score, the video game podcast for the rest of us. My name is Scott Johnson, that's Brian Dunaway. Hi Brian. Oh. Hey Scott, how you doing? Ah, Just a... opening up one of my mellow yellow zeros here. Yeah, not like a forty. It's not a forty. <sighs> no, this is the uh, twelve ounce little small cola can. Oh, that's cute. Isn't Do... it cute? It's so small. It's, it's <clears throat> zero. It's only zero calories for us. Um, it's it's uh, calorie conscious gamers. That's right. You, one of the skinniest guys I know. <laughs> Always being careful there. I can't drink the pop anyway. anymore. It makes me bloaty. Can't do it. It made me too. And I've, uh, I think my weight loss is mainly uh, due to me not drinking pop, milk, or any of that crap anymore. So I right, feel right. good about it. Uh, Nicole, Nicole, by the way, yeah. Nicole, she just sent a message. I don't know if you get it or not. I did. Uh, it says, start without me. She's going to try to boot up. She forgot about her the time. Her calendar is wrong because we have time zoned on her. Yeah. This is the problem. See, I don't have a problem so much with Arizona saying we don't want to do the the time savings thing. I get that. That's fine. Right. I think it, I think we all should decide to do it. The problem is that when it does switch over, the people living there have to readjust their lives for every because of everybody else. Absolutely, every, they do. And I said I, I everybody did okay. else. I didn't mean to well, say well, that. I meant everybody well, well, else. Everybody, everybody else. Yeah, everybody else will. What is whatever. So she's on her way. She'll add to the call and we'll bring her in when we get her. But, you know, she says she's booting up her computer. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't leave their computer on 24 7 to suck up the power and, you know? Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it says she's online now. It does. Let's bring her in. Here we go. She's going to be all like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with this. Hey, what are you playing? <laughs> Playing video games. Oh, hi, Nicole. Hi. How you doing? I'm hi, sorry. You must be in Arizona. I am. Yeah. As the Scorpions. You know, it's big time zone changes <laughs> yeah. at all. The, no, I, I just had it in my calendar wrong. Oh. I had it at the old time and I just got busy. Man, your calendar Falling sucks. into YouTube like, troll comments. I oh. just have to stay off YouTube. Don't go there, dude. They're the worst. I, I have never, nothing good has ever come from me trying to deal with those people. Ever. <laughs> Not once. So I can deal with them on my blog. It gets okay in forums. I can deal with yeah. it on Twitter. But something about the YouTube thing, there's like a, it, there's a hex well, in there. It's all like intertwined into G plus. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's weird. It's, that whole thing's weird. That guy left, you know, he left Google. He's out. I heard, I heard. Yeah, Z- Zibram Flimma Jingjong, whatever his name was. He's out. He's not in it anymore. <laughs> that sounds racist. I don't mean it to be. But he has a weird name I can't pronounce. 
Uh, hey, what? Oh, hey, look, hey, video what? games. Let's do, some, let's do some video games. What are we playing? I'll start this week as like that's weird and unusual. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you about a game that came out that I did not think was going to be any good. My hype meter was way low. I kind of thought to myself, hey, uh, back in the day before Ubisoft bought the rights to make all things Tom Clancy, there used to be some really good old PC games called Ghost Recon. And they had right, that name right. in the title, and that meant you were going to get a really cool, strategic, tactical, uh, first-person shootery thing. But it was not run and gun. It wasn't Quake. It wasn't even, you know, more recently Call of Duty. Right. Even it was a, it was a chance. Right, to you had a, did you say Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I think I said Call of Duty, which is how you'd do it. Call of Duty. Duty. We say Call of Duty here, but <laughs> Nicole likes Call of Duty. Anyway, Call of Duty. Bucket of chicken. So anyway. Um, it used to be amazing and it was this slower approach. You would have to take cover a single shot to the head and you could be dead. Um, there right. was, you had to be really careful to come with a good loadout, uh, plan your attack, work with your teammates. And they quit making those good games and kind of made a bunch of weird choices for a while. And some of those games were okay, but mostly they were trying to be more actiony and less, uh, covert or whatever. And here's the deal. Meanwhile, Call of Duty comes out and says, hey, realistic shooter, but look at us running around like freaks and there's really not a lot of realism going on, but it looks like there is. So that's cool. And that was cool. And we were okay with that for a few years, right? But now I'm, can't only speak for myself, but I'm sick of those games. I don't want to play those for oh, a while. Oh, wow. Then you shouldn't have played the game I played. Well, I'm super realistic. That, but so I heard. No, I'm saying I, I like the realistic. That's what I want back. I don't want the arcadey right. anymore. I'm done oh, with okay, it. Gotcha. Call of Duty's too arcadey for me. It's too, um, is I don't know. I, it's arcade. just bam, 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 Media. shoot, 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 boom, 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 get out. Don't like it anymore for a while. I'm that's sure like, I'll come back. You had three kids, right? Well, I'm sure I'll come back. <laughs> I don't know. But I used to, but see, I go back and forth. I used to like the tactical, then I wanted the action, now I want the tactical again. And I'm in the mood for it. So I see Ghost Recon Phantoms, free to play, pop up on Steam, and I thought, hmm, I did hear about this at E3 last year. Wonder how it looks, wonder how it's going. Oh, you play credentials? Great. Let me put those in. Uh, it doesn't run you play though. That's nice, right? No, no, you play. Uh, doesn't uh, show. So it, it, it just made you do it the one. It time makes you do it every time you play because it's like it's like Hawken or something. You have to have an right, account right. tied to it because there are the free to play uh, micro transactiony stuff in there. If you want to use them, boosters and you know buying stuff. It's essentially the Hawken model, which I'm totally cool with. I like the Hawken model for free to play. Uh, it's basically that. Uh, that's straight up what it is, actually. I'm just yeah, no, I think it's Hawkins. No beating around really the good. bush here. And um, that's all fine. I get in, but the real the real meat and potatoes here is whether or not this plays like a, a good Ghost Recon game, whether that tactical feel is there or not, and how are the teams working together and that kind of stuff. I could not be more happy and pleased to say and to a report that that game is good. It's really good. And Perfect. it's got all that stuff I want. I've got cover. There's a great cover system. Uh, graphically, it's fine. There's not, it's not breaking any, you know, records here graphically, but it's fine. It looks good for a modern day shooter. Uh, it's third person, which I thought was going to be a little bit weird, but that actually works for me. Uh, okay I think I, I think I like it for tactical stuff where I've got to do cover stuff and it's, yeah, especially on the cover. Yeah. But you can go first person as soon as you go into that scope, you're first person anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, it's a more methodic paste game i've only i've only done this capture and hold stuff and that may be all that's there right now i don't know i know there's a lot coming uh but it's a lot of sort of well, i'm gonna sneak around this side you come with me um different classes one guy can you know heal another guy can it's all your usual thing right 
right, one guy's right. real quick recon guy. He can get it, get in, get out, but he's super light and get shot easy if he's not careful. And then you got the assault guy, which is what I always go with, which is a little bit more beefy and, and more forward fi- uh, firepower type stuff. So the beauty is as soon as you get in, these little green squares are on you like a HUD element, almost like Tron ish. And those little square on, on your back is connected to another guy who might be connected to another guy. These, these lines connect you. So visually you're seeing, even if he runs way ahead of you, he's like pulling the string that's connected to you. And it's not right. pulling you or anything. It's just saying, Hey, teammate over there. So if you get into a place where you know, you've got two of these strings shooting off to the left and right, you've got two guys who may have your back or they may be undercover or whatever. You've always got a really good beat on where your people are. That's good. It I is like good. that. It is good. Um, at first, it kind of throws you off. You're like, what, what are these? But then you realize, oh, no, this is this is good because people are being reminded that if I don't have anybody tied to me, that means I'm on my own out here. And that's bad right, right, because right. you're just going to get worked. Uh, you know, there's grenades and all these different guns. I've already unlocked a new gun, got to level three or something. Uh, what is what is I'm, I'm looking at this on Steam, by the way. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Phantoms N.A. What is, what is N.A.? I don't know what N.A. means. Must be. I mean, not, usually means, not available. But oh. no, I'm looking at it and it's telling us me it's it's selling it to me. Starter pack, NA starter pack. What oh, is it? oh, that's probably like a um, I don't know what the word stands for. I'm sure it's some starter pack with extra grenades and guns and and you know. Right. Uh, don't put don't put NA on something. You make me think it's not available. Yeah, like, that's that's weird. Bullshit. That's weird. That's like a founders pack kind of thing. And they, again, right. Hawken does this. Tribes did this. Tribes two did this. Or tribes, or I guess just the reboot of tribes, whatever it's called. Right. They still and it's free to game? it's free to play. So we got gotta love that. Oh yeah, you just get right in and. And um, people are really fun to play with. Like, I'm not running into a bunch of trolls. Speaking of YouTube, they're just nice. And <laughs> everybody's helping each other out. And, you know, I, I've been able to call for help. And dudes come over and, and lay down cover so I can get out of there. You can lay prone and crawl around. It is, there's no, a, a space bar is a cover bar or a thing. It's not jump. There is no jump. There's, right, there's right. E to get over a wall or E to get uh, through a, an obstacle or something. But there's none of this, like, bunny hopping around the map. It's exactly what you know, I want. No, that kind of annoys me and kind of if if it's done right, it's awesome. Exactly. But if, but, it's, but if it's done wrong, it pisses you off. It's like, why can't I jump? But there's a millions of those physic. there's a million of those jumper games. Those can be those are great and they can be fun. Unreal tournament, let's go. Great time, right? But I want occasionally I want this slower, smarter I game. I played something recently that there was it was all ground and I couldn't I couldn't jump over everything. It was really pissing me off. Oh. Uh, come know. back to me. All right, I'll come back to you. That's what I played. I played that. Uh, also played Endless Legend. Mm. Now, you may be saying to yourselves, Endless, How are you? Endless. How'd you quit? Well, right. here's the deal Endless, uh, Endless Space, is that what it's called? Yeah, is a 4X uh, strategy game. All right, which is like, you know, uh, your civilizations, your, uh, uh, right. your, your uh, Gemini, you know, different games, different kind of games or whatever. But it's that if you played Civilization Five or, or previous, you played a 4X game. That's just the genre. And Endless Space was that in space, right? Colonize a planet, expand, fight off uh, dudes coming to attack your planets, get resources, dominate the galaxy. That's that kind of game. Right, right. So then those guys did really well with that. It was highly regarded. People really liked uh, Endless Space. I liked it quite a bit as well. And their next project, uh, well, they, they've also done this smaller kind of thing called uh, Dungeon of the Endless. Have you heard of this? This is one of those companies no, that they're going to put Endless in everything they make, I think. Well, but, absolutely. It's, it's their MO. So yeah. this is early access kind of game? Yes, it is. So this is early access. It costs 24 bucks, I want to say. Uh, the full version will probably be in the 34 to 39 range, I'm guessing, or the final game. 
looks cool. It's a fantasy version of what they're already doing. It's it's set in a fantasy world. So so immediately you go, oh, very civilization looking, right? Like right, right. The land and the hexes and the whole whatever. I want to be the Wild Walkers. Those what's look cool? Those are cool. There's some cool factions. There's that. What's that other game? Civ. <sighs> no, the other one that's Age of Wonders. Is it? Age oh, of yeah, Wonders Age of Three Wonders. that's out now. Right. It's it's in that vein of of game. Right. Uh, most everybody I've talked to says Endless Legend seems like the more interesting of the two. So I was kind of waffling on as to which one I wanted to get because they both sounded like something I'd really like. Anyway, I ended up going with this because it was cheaper mainly. Um, and it turns out they're using a lot of the same systems. So what I was already used to using in Endless Space totally works here. Their their kind of mechanics and method to how they advance through turns and stuff is very similar. Right, right. And, so this is yeah. Civ Five in Fantasyland. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got a di- they have different approaches. Yeah. To how things work and how it you're going to advance. Cool. Oh, it's pre- it's it's really cool. So I'm, I'm wanting this game. So now. far, there's I mean, there's some things missing. It's early access. They don't have some modes finished yet. Um, some stuff like that. But the core game is there, and it already looks really good. Plays really well. And already I suck. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's uh, it's cool. It's totally up my alley. I love this kind of game. Turn based strategy 4x style games are, are are i'm not great at them but i i always love them and i always lose a huge amount of time when i play them mm. oh, so yeah. Yeah. it's cool i, I want to see how this one progresses it's also nice that it's you know a less expensive game and the truth is you know i played the hell out of civ so it's nice to do something a little fresh with fantasy stuff and orcs and wizards and magic and all that oh, um but also uh their their space one that we talked about last week um Oh, shite. Enlist, enlist space. Have, have we talked no. about the whole early access? Oh, a few times, I mean, sure. I, I, mean, don't, I still don't like there, that I can't easily determine which is and which isn't by a glance, but the tag thing well, sort I, of helps. My concern is that the game will never get finished. Oh, I think they'll be done. Yeah. These guys, I mean, you're right, I don't though. Know. Most games, some games, it's never. No, no, no. I she's mean, right. There's a, there's a nothing, risk. There's sure a Fallout risk. Fallout games and Skyrim still have huge bugs, like, ga- like game ending kind of bugs in these games. Right. That yeah, if the, it wasn't for the community fixing it. Right. But they were never even early access games. You're just I know. Ta- that's you're just what talking I mean. about video I, I'm games just generally. Even then. with the, the games that aren't early access, they're supposed to be finished. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mark playing Skyrim right now? Yes, he is. Oh, I saw him that on there. Trip. I wondered about that. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. This is the thing, though. They, I mean, early access is never a guarantee of anything. It's it's almost like Kickstarter mm-hmm. in, a weird, in a weird way. You're kind of funding it as it goes. And some have been awesome at that, um, and some have not. Um, mm-hmm. so, so you're right. The risk is there. These guys are just already have a track record. Like Endless Space came out. They support it. They still do. That's cool. Um, I don't, I, it's, it's all that. It's always that question of, is that a game I really want to play? A and B, is this a company I, I already feel like I have some trust for or can make a risk with or whatever? And these and these guys I don't worry about. I, I just think it's weird that e, that the feeling I get with some TV shows like, oh, do I really want to start that and get invested in that? And then it just doesn't, like it's transferring to games. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's more risks happening. You're right. Yeah. You're there's, right. A, there's a... There's a downside you know what, to that, what, and there's a really cool side to that, and it's yeah. a tr- it's a weird it's a weird new place. I don't think yeah. they figured it out yet. This is only a problem for somebody like Nicole, like me. I could care less. I'm like, I'm gonna probably quit your game well before you finish your game. So <laughs> you might as well even create past fifty percent of the game for me. Yeah, yeah 20, t- t- just make a two hour game for Brian and be happy. <laughs> right, close enough. Uh, Sell it to Brian. He'll buy it. I uh, know. I agree. It's weird though. It is. You're right that it's a weird. T- 
time. I feel like this mm-hmm. one's a good bet, and I do like their systems a lot. It's very different and maybe more approachable than a Civ is, and Civ's pretty approachable at this point. Mm-hmm. But between you know between now and when that new Fraxis Civ-based game that's in space comes out, whose name I forgot. Space. No, it's the space Civ. That's why space Civs. <laughs> what is it? Beyond Sim- Earth. That's Simple. it. Beyond Earth. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beyond I always think that's a bad movie. Yeah, doesn't it though? Oh, it sounds like a seventies horrible sci-fi movie. Beyond Earth. Beyond. Earth. Uh, but in, in t- until then, I think Endless Legend might just just might wet the, the old whistle, if you know what I'm saying. That might be good. That might be what I want. Graphics are really cool. It's got kind of a cool uh, hard edge to everything. Do you see what I'm saying in those screenshots? Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Kind of like it's. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like it a lot. That's it, a cool it, it, look. It keeps- yeah, you keep from getting confused. Too. Things are kind of yes. chunky and like the the higher elevations aren't these smooth mountains. They're like these hard edged like cliffs and stuff. It's cool. It's a nice art style. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm impressed with it so far. So I'm going to keep at it and we'll talk about it as they get closer to full release. But that's definitely. I'm, I might a, have to get this this weekend. Definitely interesting know. to me, that game. And Ghost we're going Re- to do, we're going to do some uh, gaming this weekend. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll get together and do some. Ghost Recon. We're not going to, we're not going to game, are we? Hawking. Let's get in our Hawking. mix. Let's get in our mix. What are we doing? I'm, I'm down with Ghost Recon. I, I Either one. Get quick. that downloaded. Play that. That's fun. That game's good. All right. All right. I also played a little bit of 1849, but I can't talk about it yet. If well, you want to know what is, this is, go search for it. There's some stuff online about it. You can Google it. It's coming to Steam. I think May 7th is when the, the whatever's lifted, the um, the, the, the embargo. Talk, the, the talk hole. I will just say that I can say what they say their game is, which is a it's a it's set in 1849 during the gold rush. Okay. And it's all right. cowboys trying to establish cities and, and stuff like that. And if you, I'll say this about the game. If you like the old impressions, got a, got a, C- Caesar games, website. Pharaoh games. Yeah, they do. You can read all this. Uh, Pharaoh games. What else do they make? The, the Rise of the Middle Kingdom. If you enjoyed those games in like the early aughts, late 90s, early aughts, then you will freaking okay. love this. But I can't talk about it. Tell that. Right from the screenshots and stuff. You can't talk about it, but I can. I can see the screenshots, screen lots. I lo- love cool. those kind of games. So you might have a hint as well, to how I'm feeling about it. Little cartoony. How did you, how did you, can you tell us how, why, the how did you get? Fan, somebody on Twitter hooked me up with the devs and the devs said, hey, let's get your review code, something like that. Right, and you can buy down. it now and get into beta. Yeah, I want to say there. Yes, you can. I think there's stuff you can do on the site. They may even have early access now on Steam, and I know that I, they're getting an iOS version as well, uh, which I will totally get. Oh, but this is not. I, I will say this about it. This isn't like getting tapped out or freaking any of those city builders that are on iOS now, where they're all free to play and you have donuts or whatever the hell it is to speed things up. This is not that game. <laughs> this is a straight up pay. Pay me five bucks on iOS. Pay me whatever on. Uh, it's ten dollars to buy into the beta right now. Yeah, and it'll be fifteen when it's retail, right? I think so. I really respect that, and I want to play games like that that aren't tied to all that free to play stuff because I don't like I as much. So I talk about how I like the free to play model in Hawken or this new Ghost Recon. I do not like the free to play model in all the little city crap games. <laughs> oh, the little city crap. Yeah. Oh, the little city crap. Little city crap. Don't like it. And then I've been playing a ton of Diablo again, and that's just because I'm totally hooked and. Next week, watch for the Diablo show. Thanks, Porky Pig. 
Over there at uh, frogpants.com slash Diablo. It's going to be a very, am, very different approach. Check it I out. I hate you. Don't hate me. It's going to be great. I, I hate you because you so, I, I can't, I can't. I don't want to listen to Diablo podcast because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> you're trying and not you to play wanna, the game. Yeah. And you're trying to freaking make me interested. But you know what this means, don't you? It just means that you're going to be, I know when you do a podcast about something, that means you're going to play this game long term. And that pisses me off because I thought I was done. No, I love I'm not game. done, am I? I'm not done either. I love it. I want to keep it going. It's going to be 12 episodes to start with. We'll do it by seasons. We'll see how it goes. And you're, you guys, you, either of you can always guest on there anytime you want. That's the fun right. of it. Speaking, speaking of Diablo three, yeah. right into what I played this week. I, I played, uh, I finally grabbed the D three for the PS three. Oh yeah. You know, I most, I almost always play on the, on the PC and I've really enjoyed the crap out of it on there, but I was kind of, I was on the couch and I was like, you know, I don't want to like get up, get into my computer Hey, can I buy this right here? I was like, all right, sweet, let's do it. So I bought it, and uh, I wasn't you know, sure how. You it, know what's like, cool is that that version is basically the PC version in terms of the loot system and stuff. So console players have, haven't had to deal with that auction house the entire time, which is kind of nice. Nice, right? Yeah, yeah. I never mess with the auction house. I kind of, I kind of buy bypass most of that. Luckily, I started playing before the auction house. I only played a few times when they actually had it really active. And then I played after they shut. Well, that it was down. on. I mean, that thing was there from launch. Kidding. That was always there. It was just sh- shite. No, oh, you mean the real money one? You mean right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, that yeah. thing sucked. Gold or real money, it didn't matter. It, it just it made the game not what it should be. Right. Um, Only thing I didn't like is on the console version because I've made a pretty good bit of progress on the PC version. Yeah. Start from scratch again. Yeah. No shared. No saves, which sucks. Right. Wouldn't that be and nice? Kind of like. I played this part of the game a hundred times. I don't want to play this part. I told a dude at Blizzard, I said, look, if you guys made it, so the new PS4 uh, Ultimate Death Pack or whatever it's called, which will have both uh, the game and the expansion on one disc. I said to him, I said, if you you made it possible for me to move my save, you'd get another 60 of my dollars. I'd buy that game again. I'll tell you right now, PS4, I'm interested, but not enough to purchase this yet. If they did that, I would seriously have to think couch, about couch co-op, man. Couch co-op. It's good. really going out to get it because I'm, I've I've watched the PS4 games roll out, and there's been a few that want to come in. Eh, you know, maybe, maybe, but nothing really to make me go, "Oh my god, I got to have a PS4 right now." But if they did that, well, they're happen. all twenty. They're all um, uh, more than two hours long, Brian. So I don't know how you'd do that. Right, right. Be some trouble right. for you. Uh, so that. you've been doing that. How's how? It, so Red Orchestra Two was free. I missed this. Yeah, for 24 hours on Steam, uh, the developers of Red Orchestra 2, uh, <sighs> Stalin, Stalingrad, whatever, what was the, what's the whole title? Stalingrad, Heroes of Stalingrad. Heroes of Stalingrad. So uh, you was talking about earlier playing some some war games that are a little bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah this one's really realistic yeah. because, you know, I, most of the, like, Call of Duties, you have a little bit of training when you first start. And you have to run out and you have to do a few little training exercises to get to get familiar with everything. But it's pretty quick and easy. I was yeah. on that stupid training crap for almost two hours. It's a big deal in Red Orchestra too. Super, Trauma. super. They they go for the hardcore real business the best right. they can. You know. I mean, I was totally ready to freaking play some game by the time I got through with the little training area because you got a you got this German guy. He's yelling at you over the rocks, over the rock, get over the. He doesn't talk like that. He talks like a German, but I don't do a German right. accent. Of course so. you don't. No. Too bad. So you got you got to you got to do the whole boot camp thing where you got to crawl or any stuff and man you would think it'd just be super simple and know exactly what you wanted it to do but heck no man you if you walk up to a barbed wire 
and you try to go, uh, you know, to crouch or prone, it you can't do it. You have to back up. And I'm like, I don't want to. No, back they up. want you to work hard, man. They want you to work it. So I did. I'm irritated. I, did I didn't get up. it because it was free, not just, just free, free for the day. It's free for life if you got it during right. that day. But that's just it's okay. It's it's not the it doesn't come with the multiplayer part. So you oh, know, it's, it's single player it's, only. Oh, it's single player only. Now I knew that when I saw it. I was like, I did not like, know oh, that. No. All right. You're gonna screw me it's over. Back up. You? Back up to twenty bucks now. Boop, 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 boop. Back up to twenty bucks. So that's what they really want to do. They really want to give you a little bit of taste. It's almost an advanced demo is what i consider Whoa, it to look be. at you with your advanced right? demo all right advanced demo so anyway yeah i got in here um had to learn how to use the guns they've got they've got bullet drop physics in it where you can dial up the scope and i didn't know how to do none of that crap well, well call, of call of duty is basically quake with reloading like if you right. think about it it's just that simple Re- reloading and regenerating health that's what that's what <laughs> that's what uh call of duty series has become uh, right. Red Orchestra 2 and other games like it have gone a very different route, which is let's go as far as we can in the realism area and let's try not to and still have it be playable and fun. So you'd probably have to spend a little more time with it to kind of get down those systems. You absolutely do. Uh, did you ever play America's Army back in the day? Yeah, I did. I was I that that you thing put me it. off. Yeah. Really? I tried. I, I, tried. I, I tried. It was very it was during that time when people were like one it was it was one of those ebb and flow things where everybody was going, ooh, action quake, you gotta have you know, super realistic, limited ammo, and, you know, it was all like this. And this game is no different. And, man, the stories they tell you, you really get kind of sucked into uh, what it would be like to be when you start off. I don't know. I haven't gotten very far. But when you start off, you play as a, uh, as a, as a German soldier. German or Russian? And I thought they were all Russians. Russians. Russian, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, no, wait. I thought the Red Orchestra is the Red Army, the, the Russians, No. I'm attacking. Well, right now I'm attacking. Uh, I'm attacking the Russians. Who am I attacking then? I don't know. I thought they, I thought was, the whole thing was that you you're the Russian armies in Red Orchestra one and two. I could well, be, that's what I thought. This is two. Okay, I have no idea. Honestly, I really don't know. I just assumed that from the name. I right. thought they were all now Russians. You, now you get me confused. Now because if it's Heroes that, of Stalin, maybe that really bad. Because maybe that really bad uh, German accent is actually a Russian accent. Well, no, I did. I played, Stal- I played Stalingrad is a Russian city, and so I assume it's them defending their. You know, I assume. Right. I well, know. I think I actually I go. I think you play the different factions as you go along. Oh, okay. I think I just played starting out as the, as the Germans. Actually, can you play a big daddy? Because Nicole does not care if it's not a big daddy involved. I was uh, try. I try. I pretended to be a big daddy. It <laughs> didn't work out too good, but I actually did. Actually, I got through with. I hate saying the word actually, but I got through playing the uh, the training exercise and went out and. I should have probably stayed in training for another couple hours because I immediately was getting uh, wasted. Really? And yeah, I would get killed. And then you would respawn and I would be, you know, another type of gunner. You would have different, uh, different roles, you know, uh, and I would pop back up and I'd be a machine gunner. But it wouldn't, it would freaking spawn me right in the middle, I guess, where the guy was at. Right in the middle of the, the battle, and I would just instantly get killed. Hold on, something Boom. else just popped up. Let's go! Oh, let's go! Oh no! Look at what it is. Casey Bant is here. Casey, how's it going? Hello, big guy. Hello there. Hey, man. How are <laughs> hey you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good, good. I was so sad not to see music memory this week, but that's okay. It's um, all right. Well, music it's, memory. Everyone will live. It'll I think. I think Casey used to sing us something to make up for it. <laughs> you think? Okay. <laughs> go for that's it, dude. Give us something. What do you want me to sing? Metroid theme. Metroid theme? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, we'll go Metroid 3. Okay. Oh my gosh, you totally know it. Right, my man is not afraid. No, he is fearless, <laughs> fearless man. All right, well, it's good to have you back, Casey. Let's do a little uh, fun time here with you doing trivia. It's about a game. Everyone really liked your D&D style thing last week, so uh, I will leave it to you to do whatever you're going to do this week. What is it? All right. This week's game is God of War, and Kratos is taking the hosts of TFS to school. Wow. All right. And Nicole picked this. I remember. I did. Okay, well, this was you. What did Brian pick? It was uh, something lame. His butt. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> his underwear. Spectacle. Um, so we haven't played that in a while. Why don't we ever play that anymore? I can't find it. That's why. Uh, so, oh, there it is. Smack talk. All right. Uh, so, Casey, lay, lay into us here. I can't wait to see how this goes. All right. You're going to choose from these three subjects and either claim your rightful place among the gods on Mount Olympus or riddle in your stupidity in the depths of Hades. All right. So, here we go. Nicole gets first pick from these sub three subjects. Your choices are either spelling, Greek mythology, or math. Greek mythology, because... Those other two. Those other two are a little math, rough. No a little rough. <laughs> I do not do math in public. Nope. No. <laughs> okay, Nicole, here's your question. If the god of the sea and the goddess of the hunt had a baby and they named him using the first syllable of dad's name and the last two syllables of mom's name, what would god. his name be? I so thought there was god no of math. Is, god of the sea is Poseidon. Yeah. And okay. what would you say? The goddess of what? The hunt. The hunt. The hunt. Oh, um. She's the most likely to get this. On Athena? No. Yeah, Athena. I think Athena. Athena? Okay, so Poseidon and Athena, and you want me to do what? <laughs> if they had a baby, what would the name be if you took the first syllable from dad and the last two syllables from mom? That'd be Clap it out. Clap out the Poina? Poina. Poina. <laughs> This is my okay. kid, Poena. <laughs> she likes corn dogs and kicking the cat. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, Nicole's not going to Hades, but she's not going to Mount Olympus either. I'm going to leave her on Earth. Poseidon is the dad, but the goddess of the hunt is actually Artemis. So the baby oh, would be named. Oh, that's right. Athena so the- was the goddess of love, right? Or yes. yes, and she's uh, Hercules' mom. Those are the goddesses of sex. Hercules. Hercules. Right. So we were looking for Possumus, or I would have accepted Potamus. Ooh, you were real close. <laughs> nice. That was, that was way closer. I hope my question is nowhere near that hard because I would have totally have lost. I'm guessing it is, but go ahead. Who's next? All right. Well, Brian, you get to choose between the two remaining choices, either spelling or math. Oh, crap. I hate both of those. All right. Uh, give me some math. All right. Here you go, Because Brian. I know Scott can't do math. I know. I can't spell either. <laughs> All right, Brian, you're going to take the number of phoenix feathers found within the game. I'll tell you there are 18. Okay. You're going to multiply that by the 10 trials faced in the challenge of the gods. 180. You're going to divide that by the number of female sex twins. (laughs) And Uh, then you're going... No, okay. 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 All right. And then you're going to add the number of hairs on top of Kratos' head. Oh, my gosh. It's 90. Brian, you're correct. That's amazing. Nicely done. I would argue there's probably some fuzz on that head. Maybe a little somewhere. So, by the way, Aphrodite, Lynn in the chat room, Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Oh, 
point. What's Athena? A goddess of wisdom or wisdom or or yeah. Nobody finds that sexy. Goddess of humor. Yeah, no one likes her humor. She's boring. <laughs> Make Zeus laugh. All right, there you go. Give me mine now. Okay. Spelling. Yep, Scott, you get the spelling question. Yeah. You need to try to spell the name of Kratos' child, Calliope. Oh my gosh. It's easy. It's All like, right. here goes K. Using the sentence. Scott's wrong. You're going to. <laughs> Is it already wrong? Yes. Oh, shite. <laughs> I thought K was. I was sure it was K. Oh my gosh. So sorry, Scott. Calliope. We're, so is we're it all C- on different o- levels. I know what right? it is. C A L L I O P E. Is that right? That would have been correct. Well, I cheated and looked on the internet then, but <laughs> all right. Nobody won then. So what does that mean? No, Brian won. Oh, Brian won. Oh, Brian won. I was still on Earth. Brian's in heaven. You're in hell. I'm straight to Hades. Right. I'm hanging out with uh, the the dead people. So you get, all right. Did you get a spelling question too? That's why I'm in hell too. Yes, right. That's right. So who gets to pick? Who went? Who uh, is it? Brian. Yeah, Brian can mm-hmm. pick the next. Oh, one. I really wish I could remember what I asked for last week because Nicole apparently really hated it. So. Yeah, what I don't, was I don't that? remember it. I remember. That? I don't. He was, oh, he was, what was it? You were gonna pick uh, World of Pac-Man or Pac- yeah, Pac-Man. World of Pac-Man. There is no world of Pac-Man. It's Pac-Land. No, it's world of Pac-Man. What? Let me tell me what a second. World. Hold on. Pac-Man. That's the because that was the NES version, right? Oh, there is a world of Pac-Man. Uh, no, there isn't. There's no world of Pac-Man. It's Pac-Man World. Is that what you mean? Not Pac-Man World. Pac-Man World. That's what I mean. All right. And it was PlayStation. I played it on World of Pac-Man from Blizzard. World of Pac-Man PlayStation. We can do that. That's fine. I want to see. I'm more interested in what. What uh, Casey does to make it an interesting contest with his weird ideas. Because <laughs> this stuff is, is great. It's kind of a tough one. Maybe I should pick something else. If you have suggestions for Casey, you can send them to him on Twitter, Casey Banta on Twitter. And uh, normally we get a music memory from him. Not today. But don't worry. Those are coming back. Casey, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Casey's awesome. Casey is great. <laughs> All righty. There he goes. Because I'll stop it. his music now. Uh, Nicole, what are, yes. you, what are you playing? What are you doing? Well, I finished up Bioshock. Yes, you did. And I was really glad I did. Are you glad? It, did, you didn't I'm get to the so, end and go, oh man, what an old hat nah, thing this well, was. I well, I will say that the ending, I remembered more, like more story to the ending. Like, Ooh. so, Who's so the what bad I'm guy? To- Jerry Ryan, Jack Ryan. What was his name? Jack Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> the guy from 24. Seven of nine from Voyager. <laughs> oh, Jack Ryan. I'm sorry. Um, Ryan. And- Andrew Ryan. Ryan. Andrew Ryan. That's it. So Andrew Ryan and Atlas or Frank Fontaine also within the story. But there is a book and it's a really, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it's an ebook you can pick up on Amazon for five bucks right now. And it's Bioshock. Rapture, and it's a prequel to the Rapture story. Oh, that's cool! So, is it before the city goes to shit, or is it is it after? Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, all right. Yep, yep, yep. Like so there's that. a lot of spoilers. So if you've never played Bioshock, don't read the book before you play the games. The game really held up for me. Um, in fact, I could probably, if you've never played, I could even say, play Infinite, play the Burial at Sea one and two, and then play Bioshock, and you can skip two. Really? Huh? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Two, though, 
Two's the version of Stepchild, where a different mm-hmm. developer made I it. Spent and spent a lot of time in two. People like two. Minerva's no, dead. I liked it. I'm just saying for that story, I, I don't think two is required. Oh, right. all right. Well, I'm down so, with that. I'm down yeah. with that. Uh, that's a good recommendation. But you do not regret it is the point. No, I, I'm really, really glad I went I back to Bioshock. I'm very pleased with my time spent. Because I forgot so much about the story. And yeah, it just was, it was like playing a brand new game for me. Especially right. if you're someone that played Bioshock in 2007, I think it was when it was released. Um, it's totally worth it to go back and play it. It held up really nicely. There was some, look- there was some jankiness to the controls, but whatever. I just, I just kind of. I do with remember it. it. I do remember Bioshock being really. I remember the controls really throwing me off. There were a few times where I'm like, "Damn it, what the?" <laughs> right, Stupid. I remember that. Stupid hacking. Little uh, bots, because I, I like to hack a bunch of stuff around me and make them fight for me. So <laughs> sometimes, then I, and then they would get in my way. And then when you would like hypnotize a big daddy, he's like right, right up in all of your space, all so. up in your in your grill. Yeah, it's like the kids say today. Anyway, but uh, I after I finished Bioshock, <laughs> I had to like cleanse that out of my mind. Cleanse I, my body. I had to cleanse my soul. All right. <laughs> because that <laughs> stuff does give me bad. It gives me bad dreams. Right. As so it should, I, because especially when you play a ton of it. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It just kind of gets in your brain. So I decided to play DuckTales Remastered. <laughs> Ooh, really? Now that is interesting. It's a fun game. I did not play it. DuckTales. Where was that originally released on? That What was that? Uh, Super NES. Was it super I'm pretty sure. I love so that I, game. Yeah, it's fun. And it I'm really having a fun time playing with it on uh the PC. Oh. So is, hey, is your kid playing along with you? No, it's it's too hard for him you, to huh? even <laughs> Yeah, Mark's not playing. He's no. not interested in doing that again. And the whole premise of the story is you play as Scrooge McDuck and you're going around with Huey, Louie, and Dewey and finding treasure and Dewey, Lewis. It, right. it is hard. I mean, this is the type of game where you die. You have to start all the way. Permadeath. In the, yeah, in the beginning. No, right. I mean, so it's it's a fun little game. And I, I'm pretty sure I feel bad because I'm pretty sure somebody g- gifted it to me. So let me just quickly so I can say. Yeah, don't, somebody don't. did. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, Narstromo 42. Narstromo. So, oh, Got it. Actually, Chris. His name's Chris. Thank you, Chris. It was back in the <laughs> back around the holidays. He gifted that to me, and I finally got around to playing it. So, and little, that's kind of what jealous, little jealous. What I'm doing right now is kind of going back into you know my gaming archive. Um, there was another game that was on sale this week called Rocket Birds. Yeah. Now this game, Scott, I think you would really like. It sounds. Was this on, you've was already this on got Steve? me with Rocket it's, and it, Birds. It's two dollars right now. Like it's on Artists. sale, right. on Steam right now. So I put a little YouTube clip because the music they play, yeah. and it's a platformer, yeah. and of course you're playing a, a rocket bird, yeah. <laughs> and you're going around <laughs> shooting things, and it little birds, uh, birds little are the of, thing, man. Everybody wants to make a bird game. It's bird, I don't know if you, if you want to click on that, you can hear the music, but the music is really awesome. It's like a techno something. Where'd that I thought. Where'd, oh. you, where'd you put it? In, uh, it's in the show notes, right oh. underneath my. Oh, right there. Underneath my name. I see it. I'm gonna play it. Let's see here. What we got? Here we go. But Rock it kind of sets a tone. Do, 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 do. 
Is that a bird? Oh, he's great. Before you touch me. And they have that's the whole intro scene to the game. I love like the look of it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Reminds me a little bit of Mark of the Ninja, Shank, you know, that mm. Guacamele, those types of platformers with this stylistic what nature a, to what them. What a really cool style, though. That is, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now you got me interested. Yeah. Ninja two dollars $2 right now. Go dollars. Where is it? Steam. Steam where's, for two bucks. I'm totally buying where's, this. Yeah. Where's my two dollars? Yeah, go. Give me my two dollars. I'm going to totally buy this. Before I buy it, though, yeah. here's the deal. Before I buy it, we got to talk to Dan. Dan, what's going on, Dan? Happy Friday, everybody. It's the board game man, Dan. Dan, man. Dan, the man. Patrice, man. Patrice. Sorry. I keep saying right. Patrice because it rhymes. <laughs> Such an idiot. Uh, hey, what's going on, man? You've come to us bearing board game gifts, I assume. Dude, I am really, really excited. This week we had a new release that is just taking the board game world by storm. And really? it's awesome, dude. All right. Marvel Dice Masters, Avengers vs. X-Men. I put a, a link in the chat. Uh, now, um, I couldn't find some great pictures, but this site, this guy does really good uh, board game uh, photography. Yeah. So the site that I linked, you should be able to get some good pictures. But it's basically like a dueling one-on-one game. You're, you're masterminds, and you bring to the table your little team of Marvel dudes, like either X-Men, you have some villains, or Avengers. And instead of a deck-building game, it's a dice-building game. Oh, look at so this. How many uh, do you have to... Buy new dice and then collect them and well, that. see normally like last couple couple weeks ago I mentioned how bad you know Magic the Gathering stinks because it's it's collectible yeah. and it's so expensive to get them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is collectible, but here's the thing: it, it has a starter set which is only about fifteen dollars, and you got a you got everything you need to play a two player game, uh, and it has a bunch of characters in there. It does have boosters, but they're only ninety nine cents. Oh wow! And it comes with two cards and two dice. <laughs> Hold and on, the dice that's both good and that's bad because <laughs> right. ninety nine cents. I go, oh, look at them being all fair and 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 fair minded to players and and economical. And then I go, if that's all they cost, right. people are going to go nuts and, and buy way too many it. of these. Well, apparently Ooh. they already have because it's sold out at distribution level. There's still some that are at your local, friendly local game stores. So if you're listening to this now or this weekend, go out and run to your local game store. They may still have some of the uh, base set in stock, but uh, a lot of places are already sold out. But you got to check it out because okay. it's, it's so, so good. Is this one-on-one? On, um, one on yep, it's one-on-one. On one. You know, they may have some uh, rules later down the road to put more people in there. But for now, they have a really good – you can play – uh, with just 10 life or 20 life because you're basically trying to attack the other person but you're putting out like your army basically your your spider-mans and uh, and your hulks and those guys yeah. in front of you and, you and you're casting spells you have some uh, community spells so you're you're drawing dice out of a bag four at a time and you're rolling them to get your guys out into play now you may not even roll your your heroes uh to, to put them into play so that's kind of has a little bit of chance but there is a lot of strategicness in there and uh man it's it's i played it the other night uh from uh, one of the guys that does the board game news on board game geek he invited me over to, for uh, a, a play test for a preview and man mm. it was so much fun hmm. just seeing and these cards really look nice the dice are really surprisingly enough sometimes when you do dice in bulk like this it's they're not very high quality, but sure. these are uh, actually really nice quality dice. Mm. And so I'm looking here. Dicemasters.com is probably your best bet for finding out, out about it and buying it and signing up to get them or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, they're going to have them. Um, they'll be back in stock at the end of, they said the end of May, beginning of June. They'll have some more if you can't find them right now. You know, if you live in kind of an area that's not really concentrated with a lot of heavy gamers, yeah. you may still be able to find some of those. And um, their big idea was to try and get them into Targets and things like that. But Ooh. they're probably not in there yet because they usually in Target and Walmart, there's a third party that actually, a vendor that actually handles that, that section of Target. Yeah. So they usually stock once a week. So in the coming weeks, you may see some of those trickle in. I'll tell you what's funny. Their banner on the top of DiceMasters.com uh, where it's Scott Summers squared off with Steve Rogers there. <laughs> that is the, I just read that comic. Like that's that artist. Yeah. I have just read his issues. That's really weird to see that because I was literally in bed reading that last night. Uh, and what's cool is uh, they're going to have, uh, uh, I'm not a big Yu-Gi-Oh guy, but they're going to put out a Yu-Gi-Oh set and a DC set later in the oh, year, which I'm really stoked for the DC set. Dude. I'm I, Okay. Well, that looks great to me. <laughs> That looks really good to me. I also have, because of your recommendation, I've got that DC stuff on its way to me. Uh, awesome. Thanks to some real awesome folk uh, over there at the Cryptozoic. They heard my plea and they're like, oh, dude, you're going to love this. So I can't wait. These are games I, I want to play at Nerdtacular. I can't freaking wait. So uh, thank you for that. That's a good recommendation. Everybody go check it out. Again, the uh, the game is called, what was it called? Crap, I just it's, killed uh, it. It's Marvel Dice Masters Avengers versus X-Men, but just Marvel Dice Masters. You should be able to yeah. do a search and find those. Dicemasters.com is uh, the current website for it. So. And if and don't forget, you still have till the end of May to get in on that strongholdgames.com to 30% off anything you order uh, by, with TFS as your code. Because I'm really hoping that uh, people get in on that uh, Survive because I really would love to hear the feedback from the community because that's such a great game. I agree. Uh, yes, I did my deal. Have you done yours, everyone out there? Have you done it? All right, man. Thanks for the reminder. Have a great week and I uh, can't wait to talk again about the next thing I have to spend Oh, I can't wait either. You guys have a great weekend. See you, man. Thanks, Dan. Bye, Dan. I like Dan. Me too. I like Dan. He brings a lot to the table here. I'm the game board man. <laughs> All right. DuckTales. Is it good? Yeah. DuckTales is great. Okay. It's hard, but it's it's fun, and it reminds me of the cartoon. And I love the original. This is like oh, a remake yeah. of that, right? Like a remaster of that, I think. Yep. That's why it's called DuckTales Remastered. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rocket fun. Birds, I'm all in on. You've Rocket been, Birds. Yeah, are you now playing? actually playing Skyrim? So I installed and started to play Fallout 3, okay. which I've already beat everything. You were going to play that. it again? I was going to play it again. You're I the did biggest start... weirdo I know now. Officially the biggest I'm weirdo no, I know. I'm not. No, I'm not. You love this <laughs> whole, you love this Fallout love, world. I don't know why I love being in that world. Yeah. It just, I wonder if Wasteland I, is for you. I may be. Maybe. Yeah. I know it's a different perspective. It's more like old Fallout, but it's... Um, I don't know. It's got that same, you know, you're in the desert and you got this is a post-apocalyptic Mad Max time. And I don't know. Might yeah, be a I don't know what you. it is. Mm. Um, but I feel bad not giving Skyrim Skyrim a chance. You should. Like Skyrim is is the nice girl. That right. <laughs> I should be giving a chance. <laughs> right. I'm the nice right. guy. Sorry. I'm glad you are. And I'll bet Mark's excited because that game's I guess you can't play yeah. it together. There's no co-op. But no, no, no. But that um, game is so good. And, so and honestly, talk about it. I mean, we haven't been playing ESO because he's so into Skyrim right now. Yeah. Because ah. so, that's the problem with that game. I've heard this isn't the first time. A few people have said, yeah, I got ESO. What do you think? Oh, it kind of made me want to play Skyrim. So I've been playing Skyrim. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that's Much not, more robust, that's, robust feeling of playing. Yeah, but that's not good. Is it for them for ESO to have people I, doing that? Know, I think eventually I think it'll I think it'll I think ESO will get there. I just don't think it's there yet. Well, yeah, yeah. well it's new. MMOs are never yeah. their best when they're new. They're always mm-hmm. about yeah. a year later. Things are looking good or bad, depending on which way it goes. And 
I have a feeling that game will do fine long term. But and oh, I'm yeah. kind of saving because I have a month free mm-hmm. and I'm saving it. Can you do that? Uh, I hope I can. I know, or right? else I'm gonna log in and be like, well, that I, I think it's a, I think it's a real time month. So I don't think it's like mm-hmm. you only starts counting while you're in. I think it's like you, well, I never started it up though. Oh, you've I mean, never. I, oh. I did the I did the free, but I never I never registered after. Oh, then you're you should be yeah. Oh, you're you're still you, good. You hoarder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you digital hoarder. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. Nicole is yeah. playing some good stuff. We should all be doing that in our lives. Headlines. Needs food badly. I need food. Dark Souls Two is on the PC, and uh, people are saying it is the definitive version. Yep. Although I have heard just fine things about 360 and PS3 versions, the PC version has apparently got no load times, and looks amazing, and is the mach- is the one to buy. So I'm not. I've never played a Dark Souls game. Everything I hear about it sounds like a horror story to me. For the kind of really? game I like, yeah, permadeath. Yeah, I, I'm not See, interested. Although I like a roguelike, and this is kind of a weird extension of that. But I just don't know if I want to be. You punished. should just try it. I've thought about just trying it to see because should there have been games a, it's a 60 dollar try is what i'm getting mm, at you know what i mean like well <laughs> what about dark souls one can't you try that one um at like give me a cent, give me a half the cost copy? probably but i don't think that thing's on pc so my, i don't know where i'd get it do you have it brian like had the have a copy of it of one or two one <sighs> but that's dark that's not dark souls that's dark so that's soul something it's a different so, name. They changed so a lot in two. Two is like a totally different game than that first thing. Exactly. Or no, no, wait, I'm sorry. This is Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls yeah. 1 is the one just previous to this. That I would try. Is that <laughs> what you're talking about? Before two. Well, yes. no, there was one before that, though. What was the oh, one before okay. that chat room? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Soul- you guys. Dark- Soul Rider. Soul Rider. <laughs> Soul Train. I would play Prepare- Soul Rider. Yeah, Dark Souls, prepare to die. That was no. Absolutely. It's something else. Demon Soul. That's it. Demon, Demon Souls. Soul. So there goes Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two. That's the progression. I always think of that first one as like the first one, but yeah, if it's Wait, Dark no, Souls, you're right? I actually do have Demon Souls. So that's the one I. Oh, have. I don't I'm want looking. that then. A lot has changed since then. I would not give me a good indicator whether I want to try the new one or not. But the second one probably would. Yeah, and Demon Souls was all PS3. They hadn't, they hadn't gotten multi-platform at that point. Um, anyway. or you could just do GameFly and rent it. Or Redbox. Or Redbox. Or or something. GameStop to close 120 stores. That's bad. Right? I don't see how they could close ours. I got one in my town, and I mean, you have to wait in line every time well any day of the week. I think it depends on where. Like they're just it's saturated. They're they're everywhere. Right. You think they opened up too many? Because at one yes. point in time, there was, there was a big town close by that had like three yeah. in like the same five mile Near radius. me out here, there's like, like Starbucks. The same here. There's like three. They're like Starbucks. You're right. And that, I think that's just too many. They, they got to scale back with this very, this quickly changing digital future of video games. I mean, they now exist in a, in a time period where the, where the two major consoles that hit this last year and are now the two new generation consoles both allow day and date digital download releases for the same prices if they had to go into that store. Yeah, so yeah. It, that has to change their forecast. It just has to. Um, they're calling it a 3.0, the GameStop 3.0 initiative, which is kind of weird. And uh, <laughs> they're going to close a bunch we of cricket stores. They own, they own all this stuff. They're closing cricket stores, spring mobile stores, and the 
simply Mac locations are getting dropped as well. A bunch of them, not all of them. Right, right. Um, oh no, well, that's not true. I take it back. It's the opposite of that on these three. They're opening between 200 and 250 spring mobile stores, 20 to 25 simply Mac locations, and 100 and 100 to 150 cricket, so cricket stores. That means what's that tell you? That this means that the game mobile. stuff is going digital and they're focusing on mobile. Yeah. Right, right. Weird. Hmm. Uh, next week's PS4 update will add video editor, share factory, and HDCP disabling, which is if you know what that is and you know why you want it. It also will have this uh, eager, they call it the eager beavers uh, <laughs> option. We've been doing it on Steam for a long time, but if you want to get a game and you pre, uh, pre-ordered it, you can download it ahead of time so you don't have to wait on day one. Uh, it's just pre, pre-loading of games is what it is. And that's, which is that's the fine. best thing. They ever. should have been doing it from day one, whatever. Right. These kind of things are weird when they come late. Hey, we learned stuff. Uh, Minecraft saves transfer from Xbox 360 to Xbox One as this, well. That's good. Very good. That is very good. Um, that's a big deal. And I wish, like we said, Diablo did that. That'd be nice. It would. Uh, and then finally, China video game consoles rules and the 1500 yeah, they- or 15,000 seat video game arena. What the hell is this? Explain. All right. All right, what China has done, China has, is, has in the past pretty much said, no video game consoles may enter the country. And so recently, they, in January, they said, okay, we'll let you guys in, but here are the rules. And so they've just set out uh, the rules here uh, this past week. Are these content so, rules? Mostly content yeah, rules, yeah. How, you know, how, how it can be accessed, that kind of stuff. So, but, but the thing is, the, the market in China for consoles, I mean, this is great news for consoles. I mean... I mean, just a drop in the bucket selling consoles in America. If you can get China on board, man, you're going to. Oh, it's a huge market, a huge untapped market. Huge. Could be big. Huge market. Yep. And and also this week they announced that their China, in all their glory, is going to open up a 15,000 seat gaming arena uh, for video gamers to come and and, and to play video games in this big arena style awesomeness. Weird. I would love to get. Weird. This could be the this could be an exploding market for them. The PC side oh of things God, and yeah. mobile side is already huge over there. So right, right. Uh, so that's this a is, big deal. This is exciting for the for gamers in in China who we you know we don't hear that much from. No, not very often. Come on in. Uh, I just got. Why is my phone ringing? Hold on, I got. Why is my phone ringing? Oh, Nicole's, it's China. They they're saying take it back. Nicole says her internet just died. Oh no, that does suck. Oh, they must must be China must be onto us. They're shutting us down one by one. She'll come back in if it lets her. But uh, it sounds like her, <laughs> it internet, lets her. her internet Let is flat me. off. She says, "Let me in." Uh, all right. Well, there you go. So it's Brian and I moving on here. Should we do uh, an email? Let's do an email. I think she had contest, but she's not here, so uh, I don't know if she did or not. So here you go. Email time. I wrote last week about me role-playing, or replaying, rather, through the Mass Effect series and my worry about nobody still playing multiplayer in ME3, that uh, that weird right, co-op right. deal. I got into my first multiplayer match last night and didn't have to wait very long at all. I logged in at about midnight Pacific time, so I need to test it out on earlier times to see if there are people playing it having a good time again, says Cindy. That's surprising that's to me, but that's great. You know? Yeah, it, it's, it's still, uh, it's, it still permeates the... the- the minds of gamers, I believe. I mean, mm-hmm. even at uh, even at cons and stuff, you still people, you still see people dress up and cosplay as that. So, oh yeah, you will forever. Still, those Mass Effect yeah. guys, there are just too many iconic characters not to cosplay the hell out of that stuff. Right, right. So I think there's a, I think it's a franchise that's going to hang around, just going to kind of be out there. Yeah, like a noodle, like your wiener hanging out of your yeah, zipper. like a wiener wiener noodle. Yeah, wiener like noodle. Old noodle. school. Time for old school. Should we do old school? 
I think we should do small school because right. this week it was a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, email us the uh, final or podcast at finalscoreshow.com is the email address. You can send your emails straight to us. We'll read them here on the show. Here's old school. We're kicking it old school. All right. Old school has taught us two things. One, old video games are cool. And two, <laughs> you no mess with low wang. You no mess with low wang. Yeah, all right. Don't mess with low wang. If we have learned anything, that's it. Do not touch my low wang. So this week it is Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System released in Disgust. 1991. Right. Uh, I never played the original, but I did play the N64 launch title, Pilot Wings 64. Right, right. And that was what got me uh, looking at it. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of digging. I want to go back and look at the the original because yeah, the they had a launch title. Yep, with the '64, which was awesome. It was good. I liked it. '92 right. uh, is when this came out on the uh, SNES here in the states. '91 in Japan. Right. It's a amateur flight simulator game, which players attempt to earn pilot licenses through lessons in light plane flight, hang gliding, skydiving, and the use of a rocket belt. Rocket belt. Uh, it had a. They used a lot of that. Um, I burnt my scrote. It was that uh, SNES Mode 7 compatibility stuff. Mimic that 3D right. kind of a look with the scaling exactly. and the whatever. 2D. That was 2D a big shadowy. deal at the time. Now it's like whatever. But then, big deal. Big, big oh, deal. Oh, yeah. It would, things were popping off the screen. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was cool. Um, anyway, it was a good game. And uh, you can save your progress and you could challenge your friends. And there was no multiplayer, I don't think. Nope, there and was, it was hard yeah. as crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever play it? Uh, yeah. The no, no, this version, no. I played the N64 right. one. And it was also a little hard. It was a little tricky. Right, right. Isn't there a new, there's a 3DS version of that now. They, I think a couple of years ago, they they released a, a 3DS version, and it kind of, I just kind of, I never oh, really. Oh, did I tell, I forgot to even tell you. Sorry. What happened? What happened? Did you tell notice, me what happened? I didn't even notice that Nintendo, when did they announce there's a new Mario Golf game on the 3DS? When did that happen? Because that comes out in like two weeks. Right. And I'm pooping I myself. That, I can't freaking wait. I, I remember them talking about it sometime earlier, oh, but I don't remember much about it. But I'm I pretty excited it's too good. because I'm all about the I Mario I hope it's Golf. good. I've owned every Mario Golf game since the Game Boy Color version. Right. And they announced a new uh, cart coming out for too much long too. And I'm like, oh. Cart I could deal with. I don't know. Well, cart's on. That's a Wii U thing, which I may end up getting eventually. I don't know. But but I'm right. I'm way more interested in that golf game. Those games are always a delight. And I... Assuming it's good and they make it, you know, someone does a good job on this, I have no reason to think it won't be on there. So, chat room saying, uh, chat room saying that the 3DS launch title Pilot Wings uh, sucked it. Did it was a bad? Okay, yeah, uh, that, too bad. That's an well, okay it's, it's thing for a different time. era. I don't think it works so well now because it's more like a tech demo now. You know, right, right. I don't, I don't think it ever really was much of a big fleshed out game, but it had its time in the sun. Uh, here is a plane, a plane, a clip of Brian not playing it. But someone else. So here you go. Whoops. No audio. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Check it out. You guys got to come over and play some pilot wings with me. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be rad. All right. So I'm going to start here. Boy, look at that 4-3 ratio, man. Oof. It's like a postage stamp. Blow your socks off. Join the flight club. Lesson one. Okay. Lesson one. How to parachute. How to, how to die. Skydiving. I'm going to skip it a little. Here we go. See, these kind of games, there's a lot of load screens. Yeah, there was, right? Yeah, you die quickly. Yeah. And you have to wait. Uh, yeah, kind of a weird time. But anyway, there it is. It's a classic. In stores now. 
Pilot Wings Super Nintendo Entertainment System version. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a show. We've done show? it. Yeah, it is. We've done the hour we've promised to do. And I'm back. And she's back yeah. right before we're hanging up. <laughs> Wonderful. Time to wreck the show, man. What happened to your internet? <laughs> Went to poop? It just went. No, oh, that's not good. Just like that. Sorry. Well, I like this Skype. Let's let you come right back in. That's nice. You like that? Uh, well, good. Well, we're done anyway. Okay. <laughs> we're going to go now. Uh, Nicole, before we go, yes. uh, what can people find you and do things with you online? That sounds right. Oh, uh, yeah. That doesn't sound I right. But you, you can find me on Twitter at Nicole Spag. <laughs> and if you're interested in any kind of woodworking, my husband and I do a website called thewoodwhisperer.com. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I like it. Just released a new video today. Oh, that's great. I wish I could do anything with wood. I have a terrible time yeah. with wood. <laughs> Brian, I saw your sanding <laughs> video. Yeah, I did. That lasted about as long as that six-second video did. <laughs> um, Brian, what about you? What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, doing the comics coast to coast. This uh, broadcast weekly, we talk to other cartoonists. We just talked to Meredith of Hinges, which is a great uh, uh, comic that is online. You can check it out. Uh, Google hinges hmm. or go to comics coast to coast.com i'll be posting that very soon also want to wish happy birthday to a great frog panther fan and uh fan and hmm. friend hmm. hamid chamberlain yeah birthday yeah. today yeah that's right happy birthday, mm-hmm. happy birthday hammond hammond you had a good birthday uh that's gonna do it for us oh. everybody thanks for hanging out we appreciate it we'll be back yep. uh, next week with a new show new games new stuff new news new all things uh don't forget to check out the new diablo show at frogpants.com slash Diablo. There's already a, a little file up there. The first official episode will be next week. iTunes links, all that stuff is there. Go check it out if you're a big fan of the Diablo. Uh, it's going to do it for us, for me, for Nicole, and for Brian. We'll see you next time. Pilot Wings. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. Uh, today's Kickstarter highlight is Outcast, uh, the reboot. And today we have Frank with us all the way from Europe to uh, to tell us about his Kickstarter. How's it going, Frank? Hi there. It's going good. Uh, I'm quite happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I've been following the uh, Kickstarter for the last few days. By pushing yeah, the F five key all the all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just constantly refreshing that page to make sure you know. Did I get a new backer? Did I get a new backer? So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, your Kickstarter, Frank. Well, let's see. Um, it's um, a reboot of uh, our nineteen ninety nine game Outcast, uh, which came out uh, on the PC at the time. Uh, it's it's actually a very large game. Uh, it's an action adventure game. Uh, where you can explore uh, freely uh, large worlds um, in uh, and um, do uh, quests uh, uh, in uh, any order you like. So it was very uh, uh, innovative at the time to be able to do uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a mix of uh, genres because you can uh, have uh, uh, fights with the uh, AIs, you can... Uh, start dialogues with the uh, inhabitants of the, the planet there. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's very large, very, very big project. And uh, our goal here is to uh, uh, to revamp all the uh, assets to, uh, to uh, relaunch the game for the new generations of gamers and uh, on the new platforms. 
Yeah, and that's uh, one thing that I, I thought was really cool when I was watching the video is that, you know, back in back in 99 when uh, I mean gaming was starting to get a, a more firm foothold, but we didn't really have a lot of uh, uh, people call them sandbox type games, open world, you know, just being able to go out and do that. Uh, but Outcast even back then, had that feel. And then uh, something else that I thought was really cool is that all the all the AI has you know multiple options of how they can respond to things and like there's a with the dialogue there's referred to as the the tree dialogue so you can there's multiple questions you can ask and answers you can receive so th- I like that I I always like the the feel where you can have you know different things happening because sometimes just having the the one set thing that they say over and over and over I mean it can be good but sometimes it's nice to have a little you know a little variety so I thought that was pretty cool absolutely and uh, the thing is that it it goes even even beyond that because uh, you are, uh, we have in the game a reputation system, and uh, depending on your uh, current reputation, the uh, the dialogue tree will branch to uh, another um, set of sentences. So uh, it required a lot of writing, a lot of uh, time for recording all the voices. And uh, by the way, uh, they are available in English, in uh, German, and in French as well. Uh, and uh, so uh, depending. On your action, your reputation will change during the game, and then you will have completely different uh, answers when you talk to uh, to um, NPC uh, characters. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. And so the the goal that you have is six hundred thousand dollars, which is understandable for you know the the vastness of this game that people will be getting. But obviously, people are are excited about it. I mean, your Kickstarter's only been out for a couple days, and you already have almost four thousand backers, and you're getting you know you you have one hundred and fifty one thousand dollars already. So you, you keep going on that pace. I think you're going to be able to to get this going just fine. So it's exciting. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that uh, at the beginning when you, you launch a Kickstarter, you typically have all the guys who know about your project who are baking uh, the project uh, right away. And then um, it, it goes down uh, a little, which is uh, the usual uh, Kickstarter curve. Uh, so what we need to do now is uh, really uh, tap into the, the new generation of gamers and uh, explain them uh, how great Outcast was or how, uh, how vast it is. And uh, uh, it's, it's actually... Uh, it, uh, our goal is really to make a, a triple A title for the price of, of an indie game because we we will keep um, all the, the the things that are very expensive into making a triple A game and the voice and the dialogues are an example of that as well as the music for instance and um, so by by redoing uh, uh, new uh, graphic assets we are uh, we are uh, able to uh, to um, create this vast uh, universe uh, for that price. It might seem a bit high for, for an indie game, but uh, really when you realize uh, the vastness of the game, uh, it's really not. Well, I, I, I think it's very reasonable because a lot of people don't understand how much goes into, especially creating an, an open world type scenario. I mean, it's a little bit easier when you can confine people to the areas that you want them to be in. But then when sure. you're like, 
But then we're like, oh, well, you can go anywhere. Well, you have to you have to compensate for that. You have to create all that extra stuff so that people can run into it and, and interact with it. And so that takes a lot more effort than it would be if it if it was just a confined space. So I think I totally think it's a, a reasonable price. And it seems like people are, are excited about this. So what uh, this you mentioned that uh, you you guys really wanted to bring this game to the the newer generation. Uh, was there something specifically that inspired you guys to want to to do that? I think it's just when we started um, looking back at uh, the, the, the original resources from the game, we really um, understood the potential of uh, the universe, and we you know we are. We've been working in the industry for so long, and we we are just always excited with uh, new hardware and uh, new tools and stuff. And when you realize uh, how great it could be using uh, those new tools, no, uh, no, uh, or uh, those new uh, platforms, it's it's just exciting. And we just want to do that, and we want to share uh, the vision we had at the time, but we we couldn't achieve that uh, perfectly because of the limitations of the the hardware back at the time. And uh, just by uh, thinking about what it could be, it's just exciting, and we want to do that, and we want to to share that with with the younger generation. I think also a lot of the current games are a bit bland in in the sense that they are uh, they are often um, happening on Earth, you know, with uh, uh, with very realistic graphics and stuff like that, and uh, it lacks a lot of uh, imagination, a lot of uh, uh, you know, dream. We want to make people dream about those uh, those universe, and uh, maybe that's one of the things that uh, uh, makes us want want to do this. Yeah, it's it's you know, make people expand their imagination a little bit further. I I like that. So I'm all for you know, helping the younger generation be a little bit more imaginative about what uh, what they play and what they experience. So I think that's really cool. So. Uh, Tell us about your your team, Frank. Do you have a a large team? How big is your team, and uh, and what uh, what type of interaction do you guys have on a normal work day? I guess you could say. Right now we are uh, eight people, but um, not everyone is working uh, full time for the moment because uh, obviously uh, if we are looking for funds, it's because we don't have the fund to to work on the game already uh, full time. Uh, but we have the key people um, already for uh, for each department. I would say uh, uh, that is uh, required for making uh, such a game. Uh, we have um, character artists um, that are very talented and can work in uh, high resolution uh, using uh, uh, sculpting tools such as uh, ZBrush. Um, we have uh, artists for the environments as well, uh, both for creating the assets and also building the uh, uh, the environment. Uh, we have also uh, Jan, who is my uh, my uh, partner at, at Fresh3D and who is the uh, lead programmer on the project and uh, lead technical uh, uh, programmer, um, who uh, is currently uh, uh, taking apart the original game and uh, Replacing the parts uh, with the, the new the new stuff, and uh, we also have one programmer, uh, Jill, for the um, the graphics programming, and uh, uh, we have also um, on board the original writer of the quests uh, in case we need to rewrite 
write some of the stuff. And uh, the same goes for Lenny Moore, who is the composer of the original music, uh, who is uh, on board too. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nice team. It's a team uh, pretty much uh, except for, for two guys. Uh, all, all the guys uh, in the team are from the uh, original Outcast team. Yeah. Awesome. That's great that you're able to get everyone back together to get on this project again. That's exciting. So with the with the Kickstarter and when it when it is uh, funded, it says oh, so the last day is May 7th. So a little less than a, a month to go. So when it is fully funded and the Kickstarter is successful, when can people expect to be receiving this game after after this process is over? Uh, what we really want to do, and, and that's one of the reasons we are uh, going uh, through the uh, through the Kickstarter instead of working with a publisher, is that we want to take uh, the right time to polish the game. Um, there are so many games nowadays that come out and then are patched day one. Uh, we don't want to, to have that. We want really a very polished game that works uh, smoothly on uh, on all the platforms and. Um, so we expect a release around uh, October uh, uh, 2015. Awesome. Um, yeah. That's exciting. So, Frank, go ahead and uh, tell everyone where they can find out uh, more about Outcast, more about you. Where where would be the best places to find out information? Uh, you can find information on uh, Facebook, on our Facebook page, Outcast Game. Uh, also, uh, on the Kickstarter, uh, it's uh, Outcast Reboot HD uh, on Kickstarter there. Uh, we are now also on the Steam Greenlight in the concept uh, uh, in the concept page. We are actually in uh, the first one in the concept page for the moment. So, nice. yeah, uh, several places. Maybe a word about the music. Have you heard the music of the game? Uh, just uh, what I've heard in the trailer that I watched. But, yeah, tell us about it, though. Yeah, one of the yeah, great aspects of Outcast is the uh, symphonic music. It was one of the first games uh, that was released uh, with uh, symphonic uh, music. And we recorded the music uh, with the uh, Moscow Symphony Orchestra. It's an 80-piece uh, orchestra with the uh, 40 choir. Uh, so it's really an amazing music, at, and it will be uh, in the sequel here in the uh, Boot uh, as well. Uh, we uh, we took the uh, DAT uh, masters uh, tapes uh, to um, to uh, remaster the soundtrack, so uh, it's even better than in the original. That's awesome. So so Outcast kind of helped pave the way for a lot of things. Like uh, it was one of the earlier open world games, and also you just mentioned the earlier games with a full orchestra and choir. That's exciting. That. You know, it's kind of like a a tribute to those things starting up again with this reboot, and it, that's exciting to be able to expose people to what happened, you know, f- you know, 15 years ago, and uh, and yeah, that's that's awesome that you guys were able to just have all that authenticness from the original, and then bringing it back for the reboot. That's it, you could tell that you guys are putting a lot of good hard work into this. So thank job. you, thanks. Great. Uh, well, Frank, that's all. I uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, and I want to thank you for joining us today. And everyone, if you want to go to kickstarter.com, go check out Outcast the Reboot, and you could also find them on Facebook and many other areas. So go check them out, and if you're interested, definitely back them. This is going to be an awesome project. 
And if you're interested in more of what I have to say, you can follow me on Twitter at Bricks2312. And also you can find my me on my podcast, The Closet Geek, at closetgeek.net. And that's it for Sweet Kicks with Bricks. And thanks, Frank, for joining us today. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.